biggest games. Biggest events. Wow, the crowd is on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was just in the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. everyone welcome to the espn esports podcast i'm rachel Gu, and i'm joined by christina kelly today on the desk today how are you doing hey i'm doing great i uh, just got back from a little uh, uh, little remote working trip uh in to san francisco where i used to live was the weather nice there the weather was generally nice monday was very very rainy but other than that i really couldn't complain especially compared to how things have been back here yeah you missed the wind chill of the windshield of nightmares yesterday, it was honestly felt like two degrees and it was terrible. My car was, I swear to God, when I was driving to work, I, I thought my car was going to like flip off the road. Wow. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have you back. We've missed you. But let's jump right into it. Let's talk brood war. Um, yeah. Yeah. These rumors are certainly not new. And can you give us a little insight on what's going on right now? Yeah, sure. So a lot of really cool things have been happening in StarCraft and are, and are also happening this weekend on Sunday. I want to touch quickly on the ASL Team League, which just concluded this past weekend. Uh, the final, the, the teams in the grand finals were Team Flash and Team I Am Mong. Uh, Flash of, Team Flash, of course, went through the winner's side of the bracket because it's Team Flash. And I Am Mong went through the loser side and, and upset, you know, Bisu and other really great teams along the way. So, of course, People were expecting, you know, Team Flash to win, and then they didn't. <laughs> Flash lost the ace match against Soul Key in just this this like amazing, amazing game. Um, definitely check it out. It was it was incredible. Uh, and uh, yeah, then uh, I am Mong's team with uh, I am Mong Soul Key and Organ. Um, they ended up picking up the winner's check. And uh, what I what I also thought was really cool about this tournament was that even though the the prize pool wasn't super huge, uh, even though this this was only the first season, it's not as established as the pro league was. But I did feel like it's it it was like very well attended. The sponsors and and even the Africa TV CEO sp- spoke there and were very excited. Uh, it's bringing back the two v two brood war format, which has not been seen in in many moons. So yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, what does this mean for the competitive scene? So, um, well, to to get to that, we should definitely talk about this weekend. So this Sunday is the I Heart Starcraft Day, which is like literally I less than three Starcraft. That's what I know. it's when called. When you sent it over to me, I was like, is she just trying to be cute right now? Or is this actually what it's called? That is actually what it's called. And it's super, super exciting because, first of all, the, the GSL finals are going to be broadcast. But before the GSL finals, there's going to be a Legends four-man tournament featuring, of course, uh, featuring the Brood War Legends, um, Stork, Bisu, Jadong, and Flash. And so these, you know, these two... Um, events together that's why hence the i heart starcraft and uh, as opposed to saying like one starcraft or another uh it's also confirmed that mike morheim ceo of blizzard is going to be at this event in korea live and there have been rumors and uh, a little write-up in a newspaper in korea that brood war remastered the uh the hc version of brood war is on its way i've heard from um, uh, many other sources as well saying like yes this is actually a thing interestingly 
mainly the StarCraft anthology, which is, you know, StarCraft, vanilla StarCraft and Brood War, which you can usually buy over Battle.net. Uh, as of, if, you know, as of like last week was temporarily sold out. Right. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so the, the big rumor now is like maybe Mike Morheim is going to take the stage and announce Brood War Remastered, um, on, on this, on this day, on Sunday, uh, which would just, uh, which would just be mind blowingly awesome. Right. And when you say remastered, do you mean like the entire game down to its gameplay is going to be remastered or it's just going to, get an update in terms of looks and stuff uh of course i don't know uh not very uh i, I mean that i'm sure that's a very highly guarded secret within blizzard if i had to guess i would say it would, it would be more of an update to graphics and uh, maybe fixing some of the uh non-gameplay essential bugs because there are some bugs in brood war that are actually essential to gameplay now competitively um i i, I would think that especially given the korean fan base and sort of uh, Blizzard's love for the StarCraft franchise that it would treat Brood War as like, yes, this is, this is, uh, Brood War remastered as, uh, something that would stay true to the authentic spirit of the game as opposed to like, hey, uh, we're taking all the Brood War units and just making them cooler somehow. Right. So can we safely say like, this is going to be the generation of Brood War part two? Uh, that's that's a really good question. I mean, the the effect on the StarCraft um, esports scene, especially in Korea, is uh, and and abroad as well, because uh, obviously this new release would attract a lot of overseas attention. Uh, that's going to be really interesting because as of now, even though Brood War is uh, making this resurgence, it's kind of on a clock because it's really it's it's like almost impossible to get that good in brood war these days especially with all the korean teams having having disbanded so you know does like brood war remastered mean that there will be a renewed interest in younger players becoming good at brood war like will that breathe new life into the scene how will that affect in starcraft brood war's relationship with starcraft 2 uh, it really seems like blizzard wants to get behind brood war as an esport in a way that it didn't necessarily before because its relationship with kespo was kind of contentious um, so yeah, lots of really, really interesting questions. I'm so excited. I'm probably going to stay up all night. <laughs> Never sleep. But I feel Never like the sleep. only way for this whole thing to come full circle is like if we have Boxer and Yellow return to the big stage. Oh my God. Play another game. That, oh my God. Be, the, be like the first ones to play Brood War HD on the big stage. Yeah, exactly. people, go, people go nuts. I know. I mean, the last time I saw them was on Running Man and they played a game. So I was like, hmm, I'm hopeful for yeah, this. They're still yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Are there any last comments you want to make on ASL before we jump into full bloom? Um, I mean, uh, I'm really encouraged at the reaction to uh, ASTL and ASL. Um, Artosis said uh, in the in the finals cast that you know he didn't know of any you know further tournaments happening. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, and the yeah, very subtle. And of course, the the sponsor Dabang. And uh, the Africa CEO being so encouraging, uh, it seems like it was a really good experience for like everybody involved, and so that's that definitely um, brings brings joy to my heart. Great. Well, I mean, if you want to keep up with more of these developments, you can check out ESPN.com/esports or follow us on Twitter.com/esp_esports. Let's jump into Full Bloom Three, which is happening this weekend alongside 2GTT Civil War Las Vegas, but that's a 
That's something we'll touch upon later on in the podcast. Um, Full Bloom has a pretty stacked entry list. I feel like I say this with every Smash event, but um, we have Hungrybox, Mango, Leffen, S-Fat. Yeah, West Balls, Axe, Shroomed, Swedish Delight, Ice... Pew Pew You, uh, S2J, Duck. I mean, the list just goes, you know, Silent Wolf, The Moon. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, so even, even though, you know, it's technically only two out of the five gods, but we also have Left and the God Slayer. I yes. mean, the, uh, if you, you know, if you look, it's, it's a very deep list in terms of talent. Um, I, I personally wish I could be there because I think this, this sounds like so much fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, let's I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Full Bloom series, because I feel like in terms of Smash premieres, we don't really or Smash majors rather. Uh, we don't really hear that much about it compared to the other tournaments. Yeah. So, oh, and I guess it's it's worth noting that there is going to be a Smash 4 tournament, although, of course, probably the most Smash 4 eyes will be on Civil War. Uh, Civil War. Yeah, so this is Full Bloom 3, so it's not, it hasn't been around as long as like Big House, right? Big House 6. Um, and it's in Indiana, and, you know, the Smash Melee is more, generally more of a coastal thing, although I'm sure like Duck and other Midwestern Smashers would be quick to stand up for their region. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't actually know that much about Full Bloom as a tournament. Uh, but like the the attendee list for me just like sort of speaks for itself. Like they've they've obviously got a really good thing going. Yeah, for sure. And I'm honestly I'm I'm looking at their trailer right now, and I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. I mean, I really want to see Leffen actually succeed. So we'll see if he can make that happen this time. I feel like it's a good litmus test to see how he does against the gods here. So Leffen, right? So a couple of weeks ago, Leffen tweeted because he tweets all the time and he said, you know, important announcement and then just a YouTube link. So I was like, uh oh, what is this going to be? And so, you know, I clicked through and I watched the video and at, at first Leffen looks like really like restless and morose. And it's like, oh, my God, is he leaving Melee? And then and then he he's he's like, no, actually, like I'm I saw Mewtwo King's rap battle video and I'm going to like rap battle him. And it's just like, what? And then he's like, no, I, I'm really just kidding. I'm going to full bloom. And <laughs> oh my god. It's like Levin. What a monster of emotion. Why are you playing with our hearts like this? But that's Levin. Okay, but if a rap battle were to happen, I mean hypothetically, we you know who would win obviously would be Hungry Box. Really? I think Shroomed actually. I've seen some of Shroomed's work, um especially his rap for uh Smash Summit to try to get people to vote for him. Wait, Shroom has wrapped? Yeah. I've never heard this way. I need to take a look at this. Yeah, you definitely need to check that out. Um, shout out to my man Shroomed. He is a uh, he's just this like really bright, positive, energetic guy. The rap's all about like I got energy, got a lot of energy, and he's like got you know he's rapping over like a backing track, and he's got the flow, and it's it's great. You should check it out. Yeah, um, that's also extremely fitting. Like energy, what are you doing right now? You should be signing this guy. Um, but he's yeah. probably pretty happy on Immortals, though. Yeah, like, that's, true. that's a good team. Yeah, I, I it's just so fitting. But yeah. um yeah, no, moving along. Let's talk about Mango and Hungry Box because I mean, honestly, I feel like everyone just cheers for Mango every time we have these kind of events where you have at least one god there. Um, I feel like for some reason he's always considered the underdog, despite maybe it's because he plays so recklessly, but I really want to see HBox take it 
So Mango, I think, has more to prove because he got knocked out so early in Smash Summit. Like, he got knocked out by uh, Chudat, which is, like, you know, super great for Chudat, but you could tell Mango was, like, not happy about it. Um, on Smash.gg, it says Mango is only entered in Melee singles, whereas Hungrybox is entered into Melee doubles, Melee singles, and Wii U singles, for whatever the reason. Um, He's in yeah. Wii U singles? Yeah, probably just for funsies. But yeah, and so Mango's not playing doubles, at least not uh, not as of this point. Maybe that means that he's, like, much more focused on um, on that, uh, that singles event. I also know that coming out of Smash Summit... Uh, Daniel Lee, Tafelkins, his coach on Cloud9, was like, yeah, we're, we're going to, uh, you know, we missed some things, especially about Ice Climbers. We're going to go over a, a lot of these things. And so uh, it seems like Tafo really has, really feels the responsibility of, like, supporting Mango Nation, right? Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, they've been working on it. Yeah, I, well, I hope you can bring his competition to the table just because I feel like mental, I mean, um, mentally speaking, Mango is very, is pretty easily affected. And... When he's in, in his prime, it's just like a treat to watch. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Um, but we're going to take a short break right now. If you wanted to check out more esports content, you could, you can go to ESPN.com slash esports. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about two GGT Civil War Las Vegas and the final week of the NALCS. Stay tuned. And we're back with the ESPN esports podcast and we have Jacobo Loco on the desk with us right now. It's, it's Jacobo Lobo, but okay. Oh, Crap, always, I always, always mess, mess it up. up okay. Um, Jacobo Lo- Lobo. 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 That's, that's wolf in Spanish, yes. <laughs> How yeah. you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, as I mentioned before we started the segment, I uh, have driven a little bit too much in the, this last week. I just got back from New York uh, talking to kids about esports. Probably made some parents angry, but yeah. Oh, nice. Wait, did they, did they know what esports were? Uh, a few people did, but the majority of them were just familiar with some of the video games that obviously we cover. Um, and how old were these kids? Uh, my group that I got put in was ten to tenth uh, to twelfth grade, or tenth to twelfth grade. So, uh, and they were junior achievement kids in New York New York public schools. So, and they were all from the Bronx, and they were really nice kids. So Aww, it was fun. That's great. Let's dive into Civil War because that's our main event today. And Civil War is pretty unique because we have two factions: Team Zero versus Team Ally. And we have Nairo, MK Leo, um, Larry Lur, Void, Anti, Trella, um, and a bunch of other players that I probably don't remember right now on Team Zero. And we have Daboos, Mr. R, Abandango, Mars, Zenoto, Ned, and Pink Fresh on Team Ally. Probably missing a few there too. But anyway, um, I like Civil War because, as we were talking about earlier, the concept of it is so unique and interesting. And it kind of brings together the community, whether you're interested in we we use Smash or not. Um, so, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm really impressed with this because you you think Civil War and like Team Ally, Team Zero, it's like okay, it's going to be a crew battle. Like, yeah, crew battles are great and they're hype, but like whatever. But no, like you you look at this whole concept, right? There's a ladder portion where you can win, where you like win points for your team depending on your affiliation. There's like you know team with most registrants wins the category. When you register, you're like okay, my Team Ally, Team Zero. There's the crew battle. There's a bracket. Um, uh, and like points are earned uh, with fantasy smash points, so there's this whole fantasy tie-in. Um, there's a venue ladder. Like they are going all out on this. This yeah. is uh, it, it. Just speaks to the the planning and the thought behind this event. It's great. I think uh, from an ideolo- 
ideology perspective, I think it's actually very nice. Um, I'm a little, little bit, um, what's the word, hesitant uh, to be confident in the dis- like the execution of the ideas, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I think that it has a lot of potential to be event, but it's already had logistical issues. It was originally scheduled to be in Las Vegas and is now in Santa Ana and got moved about a month before the event. Um, so I, I do think that from a logistical standpoint, um, there will probably be some hiccups. There has been pickup hiccups at other uh, 2GG big events as well in the past few months, uh, stuff like at Zero Saga, which was in Vegas. Um, so, you know, I think from an idea perspective, uh, it's a lot to do. Um, and it's also ran by an organizer that doesn't have a lot of experience in, in doing stuff outside of actual tournament organization. So I'm curious to see if the execution works. Well, I mean, there it's it's interesting you say that because 2GGT isn't just like about the tournament they have so many other events going on which is really interesting and I feel like almost anyone in the community can participate and it's not just like players competing you mean like like the the Civil War events is more than just about the tournament yeah exactly Yeah, and no, I mean, it's it's a core of this 2GG circuit, um, which is a great idea. Um, we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the year. But I, I think, yeah, I mean, the, that's what makes fighting games special, especially Smash, is that you know, it's always open. Like, you know, anybody can be a part of this, and you could have an up-and-comber, theoretically, uh, do well at several 2GG events and get his, get a trip to um, the finals at the end of the year and actually, you know, perform well. I'm I'm optimistic, um, not just because honestly organizing like a three hundred person tournament is so or you know, it's so difficult that other things probably seem relatively easy by comparison, but also the support they're getting from Smash.gg. You know, Smash.gg as a platform for crowdfunding and for organization and for getting the word out and registration has just come so so far. It's uh it's 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 really impressive to me that, you know, without this kind of technology, it would be much harder to to pull off something like Civil War. So that so props to those guys as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, I have to ask, of course, are you guys Team Zero or Team Ally? Ooh, that's hard. Don't make me choose this, Rachel. I know both of them way too well. Don't make me do oh, this. Oh, come on. Don't make me do this. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Team Zero. Okay, what about you? I mean... It's, Jacob, this is, so hard. this is so hard because Zero and Nairo, like I've known those guys for quite a while, and I've also known Ally for a while too. And there's not a Smash event that I don't go to and get to talk to both of them. So I don't know if I can commit to this. Okay, so I will commit to it, and I will say, okay, thinking about it, I will commit to this, and I will say Team Zero because uh, it's not even Zero versus Ally that I'm so curious in seeing, as it is versus Anti versus Zenodo. Mm-hmm. Which is just like if that does happen in crew battles, which it potentially could, um, because they are uh, Zenodos on Team Ally and Antis on Team Zero. Uh, that will be amazing because the trash talk that both of them have done uh, in the videos that Anti has created, like Anti is the most valuable brand in arguably in fighting games right now. Uh, definitely Super Smash Brothers, but overall in terms of social push, he is uh, bar like by far uh, the best in terms of social media. Um, and good lord, some of the trash talk videos he's done, like the, like quick chops and stuff to like him talking trash and then showing him beating Zenodo at CEO. Like <laughs> just all this really, really, it, 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 the trash talk has really made me more interested in that matchup specifically. Cool. I probably should make a decision now since I forced you to, yeah. to choose. Um, I'm going to go for Team Ally. I want 
I want to what end zero you, string of dominance. What makes okay? You, okay, what makes you identify with the Midwest? Like that, because that's essentially they what you're doing. have great cheese. That's essentially what you're doing right now, because all the people on Team Zero. What's wrong with the Midwest? All the people on Team Zero either live in California or New Jersey. They and have, then everyone okay. on Team Ally pretty much lives in the Midwest. I can't hate the Midwest. They make great cheese and they have an un- unoffensive football team, so. All right, let's talk about the real tournament here, which is the cosplay bracket. Oh my god, if you could cosplay as one character, what would you cosplay as? Oh man, um, in this specific cosplay contest. Uh, Cloud. Nice. I, I was saw- I was playing some I was playing some Smash Four Cloud uh, last or this past week at uh, the Foundry in San Francisco, and I was like, damn, Cloud and that sword and that like and that hair and get up, totally. Nice. I can see you pulling it off. You need to dye your hair blonde, but or That's get fine. or get a wig. You could yeah, get, a wig. get a wig. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I cosplay contests are actually hilarious. I was at one in South by Southwest this past weekend, and it was just it was wonderful. There was a chic. Uh, there's so I got a picture of her, and then there was also like Mario and Luigi, and then there was also um, Zelda and Links. So there were a lot of like Smash characters at this thing. But my favorite cosplay at the at South by Southwest, while we're mentioning, was Black Jesus, who came up on the stage and said that his favorite song was Con- uh, Kanye West "Jesus Walks," which was just like everyone in the crowd just started laughing. It was wonderful. Wow. Um. So, but the question is, Jacob, what would you be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say, hmm, I'd have to say Bowser, um, if I could pull it off. It'd be hard to get a shell like that, um, but I think that could be, could be a lot of fun. He, I don't play Bowser a lot in Smash 4, but, or in Melee, um, but Bowser is a, a very cool looking character. He's basically a dinosaur, so. <laughs> nice. I think I would do Robin. Gotta shout out Fire Emblem. Also, cause Robin's like my favorite character. Um... I would also look really a lot smarter with a book in my hand. And yeah. I think I think you could pull off Zero Suit Samus for the blonde wig. Mm. Yeah. I like Samus. That's like old school, but I would for sure do it. So, uh, funny story. I actually participated in a BlizzCon cosplay contest um, way back in, I, I think it was 2010. Wait, like really? 2010. Yep. What did you dress up as? I, I was a universe. Um, and so it was all World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, I was I was a blood elf. I did um, the the Britney Spears. Like it was like the the dance was like modeled after Toxic or something. Why um, are there pictures of this? I need I to think, see this. I think there's video on YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, I did not win anything. There were people who were just like way more committed. Like this, this the woman who won. She was she did the undead dance. It was it was like amazing, fantastic. Uh, I was I was not quite as committed to like the the world and the lore. But uh, yeah, it was it was a fun experience. I had a good time. Nice. Yeah, some of these cosplayers really they like spend months on their costumes and they turn out amazing. They, um, they go really really hard on it. It's great. Yeah. Have you ever met the Spiral Cats? No, I have not. Oh. That's my dream. One day I'll meet them. Their cosplays are just, they knock it out of the park every single time. Cosplay is something very, like, it's not new to me, but it's something that I'm, like, very recently started to enjoy as an art. I've, like, paid attention to it on and off for, like, six years, but I have recently grown a more appreciation for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the excruciating amount of effort. Especially people who make the costumes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, if if you buy the costume, eh, you know, but, like, if you're actually doing the creative effort of of designing a costume around, like, a game or a fantasy character, that's really cool. 
Right. Kind of sad that Mewtwo King isn't in uh isn't in the Civil War, but I guess Mewtwo King is sort of a, a class onto. He, he's like a he's like a, a side of the Civil War onto himself. He's, also yeah. really, he's the king. He's also really good friends with both players, so that would be uh, one difficult for him to to see. And then also you have to remember that he um, has dropped out of a lot of Smash Four tournaments that he ends up entering just to focus on melee uh, mm-hmm. over the past few months. Well, Pretty sure he did that at Genesis too. So he's going to be in Smash Four this time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a this is a Smash Four only event. Yeah, no, no, no. He he plays Smash Four. Don't get me wrong, but when they're when the major tournaments come up like Genesis and uh, your CEOs, yeah, uh, and I, I know for certain he dropped out of Genesis and CEO out of Smash Four. So um, to focus on melee. So oh, um, I'm kind of surprised he didn't choose um, Full Bloom Three over Civil War this weekend. But yeah, yeah. Um, I. I'm looking forward to see what he brings to the table anyway. Lots and lots of cloud. <laughs> oh, I thought you said clout. I was like, no, cloud. Why? Cloud. He yeah. is, uh, he's, he's actually really, really good. good. He's mm-hmm. really good at cloud. Yeah, I remember he was one of the first users of cloud when cloud first came onto the servers. I remember when cloud itself first came onto the servers and I just like got wrecked every single time. I had no clue how to play against it. Good times. Sound like Zenoda then. <laughs> wow, thanks. All right, well, let's dive into our final topic, which is it's the final week of the NALCS before playoffs. Um, two matches to note, Cloud9 versus Phoenix1 and TSM versus Phoenix1. TSM already has a buy into the playoff bracket, I'm pretty sure. But um, right now, I feel like it's basically a competition to see who can take that second seat between Cloud9 and Phoenix1. And I think Phoenix1 is going to take it. Hmm. Interesting. I, I actually, like... I said this in power rankings, not this week, last week, uh, that I'm very impressed by how far Phoenix One has come as a team and how much crap Stunt got for absolutely no reason, for being more than suitable, Um, even though Adrian probably is the better player. But um, I think Phoenix One actually looks really good. They look like they're able to rotate junglers pretty pretty well, actually. Yeah. I could definitely see them going to oh, this week. Phoenix One, or as uh, Fionn says, Cloud Nine Orange. Cloud Nine Orange. <laughs> because of Medios. Uh, I honestly. Oh boy. <laughs> speaking of Medios, though, you make a good point because Medios has really come into his own. And I mean, this guy was going to retire. Like, he was. No, he, he wasn't going to retire. He was, he was retired. Yeah, he was like streaming full time, chilling he out. He had no interest to play, which is why Contracts was brought up with the roster. Like, he was going to live in the house, stream, DSL. Yeah, eat Chipotle, <laughs> like in Korean barbecue, and, and you know, basically yeah. sit there and be a sub only if Cloud9 needed him. And now, like, he's gotten a contract transfer to Phoenix One, and it's like a whole different player. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this really rewrites his legacy a lot because Medios was a really good player for a long time, and then at the end of his career with Cloud9, he just kind of like disappeared into obscurity. I, I mean, there don't was a lot know of, what happened. There was a lot of emotional issues there, so maybe those emotional issues don't exist on Phoenix 1. Um, not entirely sure, because I mean, the emotional issues with him and Cloud9 is that they like basically made him the shot caller, and he yeah. was not capable of being the shot caller. That's not the role he provides. Right, so. exactly. And Well, I think that he's found a better fit here. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, these two games for them are absolutely essential. So if they take down Cloud9 and TSM this weekend, they could potentially just win the whole thing, this entire split. Yeah, I think it's possible. I I do think, like, I think it's pretty 
hard to argue that them, Cloud9, and TSM are the best teams in the league, and we're not just talking about standings, because standings don't always represent skill, especially with roster changes, you know? Right. Uh, I still think that Phoenix One is, is up in that conversation. Yeah, and luckily Christina has, like, two Phoenix One players on her fantasy team. But, How did you know they were going to be so good at the beginning, before I, they even played a game? I liked Denori. I was like... I, I thought he was a cool guy, so I was like, you know what, Phoenix One, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, Christina knew from the very beginning, and now she's leading our fantasy league in both ranking and points, so props to you. Thank you. You're not doing so bad yourself. <laughs> Thank you. You're only you're only like 50 points behind me out of like 10,000 or 50 something. 50 points is a lot, but yeah. Anyway, um, I think something else that's pretty interesting is that I remember we were really worried about TSM heading into the split or maybe even halfway through the split. And now they're number one in the rankings, which is something. It's something. It's not as padded as I would think it would be with double lift. I, I think that they're fine. I mean, it's the whole like it's the whole talk of the best. Like you have the best player in the league, so you're probably the best team in the league. That's kind of like the situation with a lot of sports like you know if you had the best player in the league in a smaller team sport especially uh you probably will contend if not be the best uh the best team in the league right i mean this was a team that we were worried that bjergsen wasn't the best mid laner best mid laner in na anymore i don't know if i questioned that i what i always questioned with them was wild turtle and i think that's a reasonable question i still think it is uh but i think that bjergsen has clearly shown that he is the best player not only in the mid lane but also just overall um, challenged right now in my opinion only by Arrow um, who is the best he's AD carry in the league. It, yes, he's great. Yeah, he he looks revitalized. If we want to talk about people who look revitalized, I mean he looked better last year in Korea than he had in previous years. But uh, him coming to North America looks like a very different player. And he For seems sure. to be a lot more happy too from talking to him. So good. yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with integration and them learning to speak English more fluently. And I mean, it just it's just a win win in every single aspect. You yeah, know. and I mean, Ryu is a very essential part of that even though he's not like a star player i mean ryu lived in europe for a while uh with millennium and h2k so i think that ryu um ryu getting the experience of being across seas and away from home is probably kind of beneficial to arrow as well as kind of a friend that he can confide in well for sure well if you want to check out more esports content we have everything you need at espn.com slash esports or you can follow us on Twitter at ESPN underscore esports, at Rachel Youngu, at Pina SC, and at Jacob N. Wolf. We're all out of time, but thank you, Jacob and Christina, for joining me today and giving me your lovely insight. And thank you, Gabe, for making the podcast happen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast. 